In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, this is Doug Robertson with today's edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I am joined by Jason Longshore of 92.9 FM and SoccerDownHere.com. Hopefully you heard our review of Atlanta United's roster, and now we're going to preview what could be for next season. This is purely our opinion and not based on any information given to us by anyone involved with the team. Uh, We are going to start at the bottom of the roster numerically, uh, not quality, just numerically, and work our way up. Jeffrey O2, on loan with Charleston all season. I will be surprised if he is still an Atlanta United player simply because he didn't get to play a whole lot for Charleston. Yeah, same. I I think he hasn't proven it yet at the the second division level, so I'm not going to expect him at the first division level until he he shows a little bit more. Don't know contract details, but I would be surprised to see him factor into the first team next year. Yeah, Romario Williams. That's the big question, is Romario Williams has done everything you've asked of him at the second division level. He's had two good years at Charleston. I uh, was among the league leaders in scoring this season, double-digit goals two years in a row. There's really nothing else for him to do at the second division level. But you have Joseph Martinez in front of him at forward. And, and we talked about, could you see Williams and Martinez pair up up top? Could Williams play out wide? But then what does that do with the rest of the depth chart? I think he has to be with an MLS roster next year because there's no reason for him to be in the second division. Yeah. But is that here? Is that elsewhere? Where does he factor in? That's one of the biggest questions going into the offseason. If the team, well, not if, the team didn't call him up during Martinez's injury, I'll be surprised at this point if they call him up to the first team for next year. There was a a draft pick stipulation in that. It's not a big deal, but they did give up a third-round pick as opposed to a second-round pick by him staying in Charleston. And you got to factor in what Charleston needed, too. So that's where the affiliate relationship is kind of difficult because they didn't want to give him up, I'm sure. So it's a tough spot. I think he has to factor in next year or why even go get him in the first place. I'll be less surprised if he's not traded in the offseason for some some GAM uh, or or something like that. Kind of moving forward, Andrew Carlton, I think – there are a lot of dominoes involving Andrew Carlton, mostly related to Yamil Assad and the length of the contract if Atlanta United re-signs him. Yeah, Carlton has to play next year uh, somewhere, and I think he has to play some first-team minutes next year. Is he a regular starter in his first full professional season? I don't think so. I think that's a lot to put on him. But if Yamil Assad goes, if Miguel Almiron gets sold, if lots of things happen, yeah, he could step in and play a lot of minutes next year. But I'm looking at around 1,000 minutes, an option off the bench, a spot starter. I think that's what you want to see for Carlton next year. But you have to look at these moves both in a short and a long-term possibility. And Carlos Bocanegra has said many times he's not going to make a move that's going to potentially block the development of a promising young player through the academy. So even going to get Yamil Assad, 
and you keep him around full time, what does that do for Andrew Carlton down the road? And then there's more coming beyond these guys, beyond Carlton and Goslin. Right. So all these moves have a short-term effect and a long-term effect. I think Carlton plays a decent bit next year. Yeah, switching also to Chris Goslin, the second homegrown player signed by the team. I think it's kind of the same question for Jeff Lerner's status at Atlanta United. Uh, do you bring in Goslin and play him either with Lerner's and Carmona in spot starts or spot minutes at the end of games, uh, just to give him some more experience? Uh, that's another tough one for Carlos Bocanegra yeah. and Gerardo Martino. Goslin's a little more clear cut in that you know Lerner's doesn't have five, ten more years in him. You know Lerner's has you know a couple more years. I think you know one to two. Would be a safe bet. Um, I mean, he was an Ironman this year, right. so you, you kind of wonder, okay, when does when do those minutes catch up to him? But Goslin can see the light at the end of the tunnel. His position, right? I think with that, and with Carmona too, twenty nine. You know, a player who it wouldn't shock me if Carmona went back to Europe because he's a player who's been there before and played a lot in Serie A. If the right offer came up, I think he could go back. Yeah, I veteran you know who could fit into a team with chile yes. not qualifying for the world cup it's a less of a chance yeah if, i don't know chile, why he'd want to go to europe and if not chile play. qualified he absolutely would have went back to try to get into the first team for the world right. cup without that happening it's less likely but if the right offer comes up it wouldn't shock me switching to the other free agent acquisition from the first season jacob peterson uh didn't get a lot of minutes he was hurt for a while and just had quality ahead of him uh, I'd be curious if Atlanta United brings him back. Uh, he was impactful when he got into games, that's for sure. He was, and his versatility is good. You can play him on the wing as well as up top, but with Martinez, with Vasquez, with Romario Williams in the mix, with your wingers that are already in place and then Carlton pushing for minutes, I think it's going to be very hard for Jacob Peterson to find minutes. And does he want to be a depth option in Atlanta right. or does he want to go play It elsewhere? just depends upon his career goals. Right. Um, moving up to we're skipping Wheeler. We're going to go to Anton Walks. It's just going to depend upon, it. I think, if Spurs want to loan him again, if they have other plans for him. I would think Atlanta and I would want him based upon the impact he had as a starting right fullback. Yeah, I'd love to see him back and we don't know what his contract is at Tottenham it was extended here recently so at least they they have some potential for him to, to see minutes in Tottenham I don't see where he fits in right now though no I, Spurs are too good and too deep yeah I think his best option is to come back and continue to develop under a manager who has a similar system and similar mentality as Pochettino unless he's sold to a, a club lower in the standings in the January transfer by Spurs someone who needs yeah, a, so a or loan or, or loan if he goes to a lower lower level Premier League team, okay. But it doesn't make sense if Spurs keeps him to loan him to a championship team or lower other than Atlanta United. He should be back here if that's the case. Julian Gressel should almost definitely be back. We don't need to talk about him a whole lot. Well, does he start? Then you do have to factor in, like, where do the minutes come for Gressel? And that's where the competition for spots gets really interesting with Gressel pushing for minutes. Now with Carlton in the mix, with Vasquez healthy, lots of competition for playing time next year. And Gressel's going to be leading that push. Unless someone tries to buy him from y'all. Yeah, I mean, it's always possible whenever you have that passport. You know, it does make it easier for him to go to Europe. And, and could a, a team come in for a Gressel? Maybe. He's older, but he has the physical tools. He has the technique. I think he, now he's shown that he can do it in a high-level league. Right. Uh, we'll see. 
Ambrose, Michael Ambrose, Mikey Ambrose, is probably wondering about his future. A lot depends upon Greg Garza if the team resigns Greg Garza because Ambrose is a he's a left fullback and a left fullback only. Yeah, I, I liked what he showed late in the season. I thought he stepped into some spots where uh, you could see a young player struggle, especially that game in New York at Red Bull Arena. And I, I thought Mikey Ambrose was was very solid there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have no problem if he's back. I don't know if he's a starting level player in MLS right now in his career. Uh, but he's a player that can absolutely fit in in terms of depth, and he's a player that some teams who are in desperate need of a left back could be looking at as an option. Right. Mark Bloom, uh, I'm not quite sure what his future is at Atlanta United. Uh, he was hurt, didn't get to play a lot. A lot depends upon if they re-sign Anton Walks, if Mears is let go. Uh Really unlucky for Bloom. This yeah, year really unlucky. Because he was a player who had played a lot in Toronto. Injuries took some playing time away from him, and is coming home and excited about coming home. And then he has his own injuries here. I think he would have played a lot more without. If those Similar to Alec Camp, a guy yeah. who, you know, got the starting job, suffered a quadricep injury at Columbus. Uh, the timing of it was almost miraculous for Atlanta United because it opened the door for Guzan to come in and avoid any controversy and obviously Guzan was not going to give up the starting spot. Um, Alex Tembakas, not really quite clear. Hasn't done it at the second division level enough no, yet yeah, consistently. I mean, that, that whole signing was odd to me. There are millions, or not millions, there are thousands of American goalkeepers while you go to Greece to sign one. Not saying Alex isn't good and not he's a good guy, but just a curious signing all around. Uh, we've talked about Chris Goslin, Brandon Vasquez, probably not a full-time starter, but can come off not the bench and play minutes. You know, they can only protect 11 guys in the expansion draft. I'll be curious if Vasquez is targeted by LAFC uh, and signed by them uh, based upon his potential. Could be. It's a lot of potential. And LAFC is not really at, at this point in the position Atlanta was in and Minnesota, honestly, because Minnesota had a lot of guys coming up from NASL. You know, LAFC is pretty much a blank slate with just a couple of exceptions. So I think they need to look maybe more at a guy like a Mark Bloom, for example, a guy you know can step in and play as opposed to potential. Uh, Jacob Peterson could be another fit for right. an expansion team like LAFC. Jeff Lorenowitz could be a fit. Need some veteran leadership. I I would be pretty surprised if Lorenowitz is not back here in a key role next year. I think he showed his importance. The way he reads the game, he's like a second coach on the field. Right. And I think he just you know absolutely took the Tata Martino system. And a guy who can play as a number six or as a center back is, is very important in Tata Martino's system. And I think Lorenowitz is a priority going I don't know for a fact, but I suspect Chris McCann has a multi-year deal, so he should be back. Viaba should be back. Carmona, we've discussed. Harrison Heath, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he's back, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he's not either released or made available in the expansion draft. Uh, Bobby Boswell, I don't know how many years he's got left. I imagine he's probably disappointed that he didn't play a whole lot for Atlanta United. his future is going to be kind of cloudy with the team. Yamil Assad, the question mark of the offseason. The biggest one. And the rumors when he was brought over on loan were $1.8 to $2 million was his purchase price. 
uh, you would imagine that there was something locked in, pre-negotiated before this deal happened. So now it's just down to, does Atlanta United pull the trigger? And you have to look at Andrew Carlton's development. You have to look at the potential loss at some point of Miguel Almiron as to, do you spend that type of money for Yamil Assad? You have to look at his salary too. If he wants more than Atlanta United can play, can pay is he a designated player yeah, or buy him down with Tam? Yeah, that's and a huge thing. With that type of transfer fee, it'd be really hard to make him fit as a Tam player because the transfer fee factors into his right. salary cap hit. Do you want to take a year of Yamil Assad as a designated player when if you decide to buy Tito Vijalba down, which you can because he's not way over the designated player threshold, would you then want to use that third designated player spot on a bigger name? Right. And, and that is that is the biggest move of the offseason for Atlanta United, what they do with Yamil Assad. Kenwin Jones, I'll be stunned if he's back with Atlanta United. Uh, just never really fit into Martino's system. Had a knee injury. He posted something cryptically on Instagram that indicates he may be retiring. Uh, Kevin Kratz, I think, did enough to, to come back next season. He's versatile. He's the type of guy that Martino likes. He's technically gifted, good passer, good defense, good free kicks. Joseph Martinez should definitely be back. Miles Robinson's future. The number two pick in the Super Draft didn't play a minute in the league this season. Has the athleticism. I think has the smarts. Just has to get comfortable playing out of the back. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't work him at right back uh, in training camp in case they don't sign walks uh, just to get him on the field. Yeah, I would agree with that. We were Our, our head was both in, the, in that spot with Robinson could be the next dance on walks at right back. Also, that development makes it easier for him to step into a three-man back line right. with Parkhurst and, and Gonzalez Perez. Robinson was really a casualty this year of the affiliation agreement with Charleston because they had two strong center backs. Right. So there was nowhere for him to play in USL either. He has to play minutes next year. Yeah, he's got to. Whether it's here or in USL, he has to play minutes to continue his development. I don't think Atlanta United would expose him in the Super Draft. Well, I guess they're going to have to because they can only they can only protect eleven. Right. I don't think they're. That, he would be I don't taken. think the LFC. It's would too much them. of a risk right. without seeing much of him in twenty seven. Although you could argue it's just another draft pick in that case because he hasn't played. Yeah. Anyway, with only five five expansion right. draft picks. You got to pick guys you're going to well, contribute. Well, if there's five, I'm going to be curious about that too. Yeah. Uh, LGP. I would uh, lock him down to as yeah. long term of a deal as you possibly can, and that's my linchpin for ten years if you can do it. Greg Garza. This this one is a tough one. I think Greg played very, very well for Atlanta United. The history of injuries, the injuries he suffered, the fact that it is on turf, despite the however quality, how high the quality of the turf is, I think unless they can get him at a good deal, I'll be surprised if Garza is back with Atlanta United next season. Yeah, I hate to say that, but I'm, I'm with you. you. You can't commit long-term money to Greg Garza at this stage with the injury history and also with George Bellow coming up at left right. back. And Bellow is the best player at his age in the United States. Uh, I had a chance to see him with the Academy U16 team that went on to win a national championship. And he is electric. You know, he is, he's got the size for his age. He's got the ability going forward. He's a perfect fit for Tata Martino's system. You know, do you throw him in next year? No. I think you want to see him get some time, both with the older academy team and in USL. And, yeah, and but, US Open Cup. Yeah, but long term, he's your answer. Right. And you have to wonder what that purchase price would be on Garza's contract and in how long do you lock him up when you know that Bello 
could see minutes next year, but in 2019 should be your starting left back. Parkhurst, I expect to be back next season. You don't name a guy captain and then cut right. him typically. But you might start to see more rotation right. with him. Right. And, and that's where Robinson comes into right. play or, or walks or walks or Boswell or another center back. I think you need to preserve Parkhurst's minutes a little bit more next year. Mirrors, I'll be stunned if he's back next season. Yeah, I just don't uh, see it. And I think he's a good player. I just, you know, probably not happy about losing his starting job and not getting a whole lot of minutes. And probably still feeling he's got something left in the tank. He could. He could. I think he could be a guy that, you know, a team that needs somebody to step in and play some minutes next year. Tyron Mears could be that answer. I just don't think he fits into the system perfectly. And Brad Guzan should be back. Yeah, five, six years of Brad Guzan is what you'd like to see. You know, he's still got that in him. All right. Jason, how can people find you? Uh, On Twitter, at Longshoe. Make sure you're checking out Soccer Down Here as well. At Soccer Down Here, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. live on blogtalkradio.com slash soccer down here. It also goes out as a podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends Southern Fried Soccer. Thank you very much. I'm Ernie Suggs, racing culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.